0: Awesome. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, my name is Abby Lynn, I am the, um, any or one of the NEISD transition teachers I work with the Lee cluster. Um, we also have on this webinar, um, the Churchill cluster transition. This uh, Eric Garza. Um, and so we just appreciate y'all taking the time and joining us with obviously. Um, Michelle Morris with Consolidated Planning Group. Um, but for this webinar, to just learn a little bit more, um, we just ask that y'all keep yourselves muted. Any of that, if y'all have any questions, drop them in the chat. Uh, both myself and Erica will try to answer them as we go along. Um, and then Michelle will answer some maybe at the end or that she'll fill some
1: questions. Um, but other than that, I guess, Michelle, if you want to. Take it away. Sure, thank you all for being here and thank you for having me, Abby and Erica. Um, Yeah, like she said, since we're in webinar mode, we can't see you or hear you, but we do know you're out there. Um, And as we go along, if you have any questions, you can go ahead and put them in the chat box. I'll get to as many as I can. If it seems like I'm ignoring your question, please understand that I'm not. It just may be that I'm about to get to that or um, I I wanna finish my thought and then I'll get to it, something like that. Uh, This is being recorded. And after we're all finished today, everyone who registered will get the slides and a link to the recording. We are also starting a podcast. So we uh, hopefully will be adding this this programming (laughs) to our podcast today as well um so yeah just relax sit back if you have questions please or comments please feel free to share those Uh, we usually end right at one o'clock or or earlier i don't want to take much of your time i want to be respectful of that so consolidated planning group who are we who am i and why should you be listening to me um we are a holistic financial planning firm. We're an independent firm that focuses really on just helping families that have loved ones with special needs. Now, it's it's about 95% of our clients have loved ones with special needs. And the reason that we educate and advocate um, so, so hard for families like yours is because the founder of our company, Allison, and her husband, Jeff, have two special needs daughters. Um, They have four kids all together, and two of them have special needs. So that's why we do what we do. Uh, Some of the things that you might want to have, um, you might need that we do, protection plans for your family, lifetime care. Uh, We talk about care cost estimates. You know, once you are gone, who is going to take care of your child and how much is that going to cost? Uh, we do a lot of work with transition planning, helping with that. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. ABLE accounts. And of course, like I said, advocating and educating, because it really shouldn't be as complicated as it, as it is. And we're, we're here to try and help make the chaos into simplicity. So today we're gonna to be talking about college planning for special needs families. Um, Allison had another commitment, so she couldn't be here today, but I am Michelle Morris. Um, there will be a slide at the end with all of our contact information, so that will come along as well. We do webinars two, three, sometimes four, Four times a week, and we uh, always record them and put them on our YouTube channel. So, if you're interested in more topics like this, you can check our YouTube channel. Just Google, I mean, go to YouTube and look up Consolidated Planning Group, and you'll find us there. So, talking about um, financial planning for college, uh, you know. I think at this point, if you're joining us, we already know that our kids are maybe not going to take the traditional path that um, is prescribed uh, by the school districts and and by society, maybe your kid is on a different path. we want to keep an open mind. There are a lot of different options out there, a lot of different roads to get your child to adulthood and to success, whatever that looks like for you and for your family. It's not the same for everybody. You don't need to compare yourselves. Um, your kids are not behind, they just are where they are. Um, I like I like to think of it as, um, One of my favorite foods, when I make popcorn, I love popcorn and I get that from my grandpa. Um, You know, you put the oil in the pan. I I make mine on the stovetop, not in the microwave. You put the oil in and then you put the kernels in and you have it sitting there and all the kernels do not pop at the same time. It's not just like all of a sudden all of your popcorn is ready. They pop off one by one or sometimes two or three at a time. And, and that's what I think of as kids developing. They, they're not all going at the same time. Some of them take a little bit longer and that's perfectly fine. They come out great in the end anyway. Um, so don't compare yourselves to others. Don't worry about social media posts where people are posting the highlights of their lives and maybe your child is a little bit behind. It's fine. It's, it's not a problem. There's a lot of helpful... There are a lot of helpful resources out there for your kids Uh, transition programs trade schools and community colleges, maybe heading straight into a four year college situation isn't right for them, and you know that's perfectly acceptable. There are great university degree programs, but what about a certificate program or just getting them a license in something that they can go out and do? Trade schools are fantastic or tech schools. Um, Maybe maybe they do want to go to college or you do want them to go to college. Maybe they can just take one or two classes to kind of test the waters and and see how that goes. they don't necessarily have to live on campus. Maybe they can live at home and attend a a school that's near you or even a a community school. Um, There are some organizations that you can partner with to help your child live on campus if that's something that they really wanna do. Um, Texas Workforce Commission can also help and, and we'll talk about them. And, um, you know, when you're thinking about a career path, you need to think about the ideal work settings for your child. Maybe their interests are, um, oh gosh, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're interested in engineering um, or animals or music, uh, like my son. You want to look at ideas within that, interest, that might be a good career path, but you also have to think about the work setting that they might be in. Um, If your child is somebody who is active and wants to be on their feet, a quiet office job where they have to stay at their desk and be quiet might not be right for them. So you have to plan ahead for those those things as well. Um, So throughout this presentation, There are going to be a lot of links. And right now, when they're on your screen, of course, you can't click on them. But later, when we send you the slides afterwards, you're going to be able to click on all of these links. So I wanted you to be aware of that. Like I said, this is going to be recorded and we will send these slides to you later on today. Um, and, And all of these programs and options that I'm going to be highlighting today these are not, you know, we don't work for them and they don't work for us, but these are programs and opportunities that we have heard about that we want to share the word, um, share it with you, and let you look into them and see what might be a good fit for you. Uh, so there are a lot of different post high school options out there, um, starting with day programs and transition programs things like Bloom Consulting, Daymark Living, My Possibilities, all of these listed here. I'm not gonna read every one of them to you, I'm sure you can read. But a day program or a transition program is a great place where you can kind of test the waters after high school, maybe find out a little bit more about what your child is interested in and what they would like to do and what training or education they need to take that next step, what they need to build their confidence and help them, um, you know, see what they wanna do. So these are some good options all over the state of Texas. You know, we are based just outside of Houston in Sugar Land, uh, but we work all over Texas. So on this slide, um, some of the things that you need to think about when you're talking about how is my child going to succeed in the future? What do they need? So these are some things that you as a parent can, you know, kind of look for those teachable moments and kind of see, um, you know, self-awareness. There was a study that found that successful participants in higher education showed awareness of their strengths and their weaknesses in academic and non-academic areas. So being aware of what challenges you and what you excel at, where are the opportunities for growth and where can you have the opportunity to be able to uh, help others maybe? Um, These aren't, you know, these aren't really traits that are taught or can be taught. In high school or middle school. So, you as a parent can have chats about these things. And these are some of the things that the transition programs can help with as well proactivity, you know, being able to see what needs to be done and take the initiative and get out there and do it. And, you know, these these traits, this isn't something that's just, oh, neurodiverse students need to work on these things. All students need to work on these things. It's, you know, it's not just you, it's every parent of a teenager needs to be thinking about making sure that their kids are a little bit more proactive, that um, they're willing to take the steps and to kind of see what steps need to be taken. Perseverance, you know, things don't always happen correctly the first time or at all the first time. So we need to talk about that, talk about, you know, persevering, try again. You might fail, but you might succeed. And yes, failure is hard, but we all have to learn it. And when you finally do succeed after failing a couple of times, how good does that feel? At goal setting, you know, having them what are their goals? And I'm sure this is something that you've already been working on, but to continue, you know, let them know that goal setting doesn't end after they learn a skill or after they get that high school graduation or um, ever. <laughs> goal setting is something that is a lifelong process. You have to keep growing and and reaching and hitting those goals. Um, Thinking about presence and using the effective social support systems. So the presence of those systems, you know, helping them understand what is available to help them if they run into struggles or um, roadblocks. Who can they turn to if they need someone, if they need help? And making sure that they actually do that. I mean, a a lot of children know, oh, if I have a problem, or a question I should ask my teacher, but sometimes it's a different story when it actually comes to doing it. So you know, reminding them not only what supports are there and who they can talk to, and and all of that, but guiding them to actually do it. And, and that's a little tougher, I know, because you can't be with them all the time. Um, but you can remember that it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to actually do it. And then some coping strategies for the emotions that they're going to be going through as they transition out of high school. You know, you're moving away from something that you know, something that is familiar to you, to something brand new. And that is hard for anybody. Um, You're leaving behind some friends and making new friends. And of course, making new friends is not easy either. Um, How are they going to emotionally Deal with these challenges? How can they um, make it easier for themselves? How can they excel? And this is great for you to point out to your child what they're good at. You know, don't forget that you love gaming and you are so good at Mario Kart. And maybe you can find some friends who also love to play Mario Kart or whatever it may be for your child. Success is different for everybody. And you shouldn't measure your child against everybody else because we all have a different scale. Um, so when we're thinking about going off to college or even off to work in the future, you know, the the systems that you have set up in school, uh, in high school, middle school, elementary, don't necessarily follow. There aren't necessarily the same, um, guidances and programs that you have at the high school level. So you need to really think about where your child is thinking of going. What does their office of disability look like? They're going to have an office of disability, but not All of them are created equal. Some offices of disability are robust, and they've got a great program, and they're tuned into the students, and they know what they're doing. And some offices of disability might have two or three people, and that's the office, and they don't really do much. So you need to kind of try and figure that out ahead of time. Do your research. Figure out what they have going on at the school that you're considering. You can get some accommodations on things like your SAT and ACT exams, AP exams, uh, college courses, and even graduate level exams. But the 504 and IEP programs that you have, they don't just automatically transfer over. You need to be able to tell them what accommodations are needed and why. And if you... um, You know, you want an accommodation for some of these tests or for a college course, Uh, you need to check ahead of time and see what you need. What do you need to prove to get those accommodations. Um, Are they reasonable accommodations for that test. Um, You might even want to make sure that your child's testing in terms of testing for their uh, disability. Um, is updated so that if the college says, well, okay, we understand that you have this concern. Um, can you show us something from your doctor that says that this is a problem? Um, and if it's 10 years old, they might they might need it to be updated before they really take that into consideration. So you might want to get those um, tests updated. In terms of what your child's diagnoses are, so that when you present that to the school, um, you know, it's within three to five years at least. So, like I said, um, determine what is necessary, check those requirements early, and be prepared, and that your 504s and IEPs don't automatically transfer to college. Now, when it comes to work and when your child goes off to the workplace, Reasonable accommodations are required as long as it doesn't pose a hardship, an extreme hardship, or um, I have the word covered up with my chat box and I can't think of it undue hardship uh, to the business that they're working for or the company that they're working for. You can check websites like the uh, Department of Labor or the Job Accommodation Network to find out more about what um workplaces really need to do to accommodate people what the law is now one thing I want to talk to you about here um, is a power of attorney so when your child goes off to college or to work you know after they're 18 basically whether they go to college or go to work or sit on the couch they are adults and this happens, literally overnight by law, they become an adult, even though, you know, in my heart, my 21 year old is still my little baby. The law doesn't see it that way. So since my son is off to college in Chicago, I made him sign a power of attorney. Now he uh, does not have any disability. He's, he is neurotypical. Um, He's at maybe ADHD, but we hadn't had that diagnosed, but anyway, whether they're, they um, you know, special needs or not every child, you should have a power of attorney. And here's why when your child goes across the country to school or across town to school, if something happens to them, if my son in Chicago, um, you know steps into traffic and gets hit by a CTA bus there is no requirement that they call me and let me know because he's an adult um and and how horrible would that be if i can't get a hold of him and i finally find out from his roommate maybe that something has happened and he didn't come back to their apartment and then calling all the hospitals in chicago um I would go insane. I would go insane trying to find that out. And even if I did find him, what hospital he's at, they have no requirement to tell me anything because he's an adult. So I have a power of attorney on him. I also have a medical power of attorney for him saying that if for some reason he can't talk, he becomes incapacitated. um, He gave permission to them to talk to me ahead of time so that I can find out what's going on. And I think every parent should have that on all their kids, whether they're, um, you know, when they turn 18, they're going to be adults. That's such a scary thing to me. (laughs) Anyway, if that worries you too, it's a quick form. You can print online and have them sign or you can have it prepared by an actual attorney. You do need to have it witnessed and notarized. Um, but most banks can do that. So after high school, there are a lot of great educational options. And these are some of the programs that are put out by different colleges. Um, again, we don't work for them. They don't work for us. This is um, things like STEPS at Austin Community College, the vast academy at HCC, HCC. Uh, Aggie Achieve or the PATHS program at Texas A&M. Um, E4 Texas at UT Austin. Um, there's some great programs out there that the colleges have put together to help their students um, succeed. So check out these things, the Non-Periel Institute. I also heard that um, Texas, Is it Texas State that's in San Marcos? They are starting a program as well that is supposed to be very similar to Aggie Achieve at Texas A&M. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. Like I said, you just have to do a little bit of research ahead of time to find out about all of these. There is um, the Texas Success Initiative Assessment. You might've heard of the TSIA, what is that? Well, it's it's a quick, well, not so quick, I guess, but it's a test that is designed to help see if your child is ready for college. You know, see, uh, it looks at reading, writing, math, and to see if they're ready to take on that coursework. Um, so if you're interested in that assessment, there's a link there to it. And uh, you can check into that assessment for your students as well. If you're unsure, you know, we want them to go to college, they want to go to college, but are they ready academically? This will help you figure that out. Um, There's even out of state options that are great, great options out there for you. And you should check thinkcollege.net. Again, this will be clickable when we send you the slides, but thinkcollege.net has just a huge database of all the universities that offer post-secondary education programs for students with an intellectual disability. Um, You can look at the state, the length of the program, what kind of school it is, if there are options for living on campus or not, um, and they It's a fantastic website that lists all these these schools. Uh, So definitely check out thinkcollege.net. Another great resource for you, and we're just kind of going through some good resources and things for you to think about. Uh, Jodi Glau, she is an independent educational consultant. We've had some webinars with her in the past and had some of our clients who have worked with her. Uh, But she specializes in working with clients, uh, with students who have learning challenges and help them find a great fit in a post-secondary educational space. So she can help you choose which college is going to be the best for your your child. Um, All of her contact information is here. Like I said, you'll get these slides, so you'll be able to reach out to her personally. CLE, the College Living Experience. This is a great program and um, you can find out what schools participate in CLE, the College Living Experience, um, on that website that I just told you about, Think College. So the CLE, College Living Experience, Um, They help guide and instruct your your child on academics and career development, living skills, social development. So they're kind of like a coach helping them navigate college and living away from home. Uh, So this is a good program. If your student really wants to go away somewhere, they can help ease that transition a little bit for you and for your child. Uh, Here's the contact information for CLE, experiencecle.com. They have a phone number. You can even do a virtual open house with them. Um, And the email address is there for you as well. We still don't have any questions or comments in the chat. I must be explaining things very well. I used to be a teacher, so I'm good at talking and explaining things. But if you have questions, please let me know. Um, Bloom Consulting. They have a program called Campus Connections, and um, it is expensive, it's $1,000 a month, private pay. Now, um, VR, which is vocational rehab through the Texas Workforce Commission, might be able to help sponsor uh, your child with Bloom Consulting. We're going to get to them as a resource in a second. but. This is a program their campus connection program where they can help support your students with all different kinds of. um, dynamics as they go through as they move into college and it can be in person or virtual depending on the location they use a wraparound planning process and the Berkman Method uh, to build a support team which will help your student. There's a connections coach. They provide mentoring, guidance, navigational support. Again, another coaching system where they kind of help your student make that transition from living at home to living on campus or high school classes versus college classes. This really empowers the students to problem solve their concerns, to think for themselves a little bit more, to advocate for themselves more effectively, and be able to stand up and tell someone that they need something and seek the guidance and the help that they need. Um, again, their contact information is here, Bloom Consulting. Workforce solutions. I, I brought this up a second ago, but let's get deeper into workforce solutions. Um, So they provide training and education scholarships and support um, for students, especially in high skill and high growth occupations. They want your kid to get out there and really get a great job in the future. Um, They offer training. They offer testing to help find out what impediments to employment your child faces and help um, train for those impediments or reduce them by working with the employer. Um, and this is a program um, through the state. So it's uh, Texas Workforce Solutions. You can call Anna Kaluth. We've, Again, we've worked with her many times in the past. They, um, they help students find what would be a good career for them. Um, help train sometimes in that career sometimes they even will pay for college courses if it's something that is helping train them for the career that that they determine would be a good fit for your student Um, they can help find you know for this career what does the salary look like what do people get paid to do this Uh, where are some job openings? Where should I look for a job? Um, and how do I prepare myself to be able to get that job? So it's it's a really great program. There's a little bit more about it here on the next page. They offer pre-employment transition services. They sometimes refer to this as pre-ETS or pre-ETS. Um, there's going to be a link where you can click up, click that and find out more information and sign yourself up for this great program. So um, you don't have to be on a waiting list for 20 years for this or anything. You just have to go sign up um, and they can do all these wonderful things, providing tools and resources to help your child be successful. Um, Like I said, they'll help them explore different careers they provide work-based learning, um, education counseling, work readiness programs, self-advocacy, training, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and they work with kids generally between 14 and 22 years old, okay? So you're gonna to wanna to click on that later on and sign up for the VR Vocational Rehab Program.
0: And, um, Michelle, just so everyone knows that um the transition teacher that is assigned to your students' cluster, um, they can also help facilitate that connection. Um, we send in referrals all the time for Texas workforce. So if that is something that uh, y'all are interested in, you can contact the transition
1: teacher and they can also help with that. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Abby. Um, so, the next big concern when you're thinking about college for every parent is how the heck am I going to pay for that? We'll start with the FAFSA. That's our advice. Start with the FAFSA. Um, it opens up on October 1st. You can fill that out, even if you think that you make too much money, you're not going to get funding from the FAFSA, or um, you know, even my my child might not go to college. So I'm not going to fill it out. No, you definitely should because okay, first of all, we know our kids are going to change their minds, three or four times about everything. Um, so if they change their mind, and they decide that they do want to go to college, you want to be ready. Um, also, FAFSA is not only for um, student aid, but also schools look at them for scholarship information. So. Uh, you need to fill it out. And even if you think you make too much money, you might be surprised at what you find out. So starting October 1st, you can fill that out. Um, Of course, there are also scholarships, whether they be community-based, school-based, maybe it's based on the disability or disease that your student has. Um, They could be related to activities like sports, music, band, uh, foreign language, theater, arts, all kinds of opportunities over, out, out there um, offer scholarships. There's even scholarships for siblings of a student who has a disability or um, there, there's a lot. They can be based on your student's um, volunteer work or If they have red hair or, you know, you've heard about those things and it's true. Maybe it's a writing sample that gets judged um, and you can win a scholarship like that. The school that your child is interested in will have some scholarships. And then again, there's plenty out in the wild that you can look for. Um, One thing that I learned when my student went to school is that, you know, after we applied. And um, we did the FAFSA and we did all of that stuff. We get You get an award letter from the school that will tell you exactly how much FAFSA money you get, how much you get in um, loans, whether they're subsidized loans or unsubsidized and what scholarships you get. And something that nobody really talks about is that when you get that, um, that letter from the school, You can negotiate that you can call the admissions rep or whoever you've been, you know, sending information to and or whoever sends you the letter and say, Well, you know, this is really great. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, butter them up first. Thank you so much for this fantastic scholarship that you are providing for for my son to attend your school to study music. This really helps. But You know our family is only able to contribute x amount of dollars and if we could have maybe five thousand dollars more we could make our dream of attending your school a possibility Um, a letter like that as cheesy as it may sound will actually go far and we received personally this happened to us we went back to our our school and let them know that we wanted more and they gave us more. They were able to find another uh, dean's scholarship or something like that to give us a little bit more money. Um, At the time, our son also had scholarships at another college. So we were able to kind of leverage them against each other, but we knew which school he really wanted to go to. Um, So yeah, many people don't know that that gift letter or award letter that you get from the college is negotiable. So do your research early, know when those deadlines are. Um, All of the different scholarships have different deadlines. Maybe you're going to need a spreadsheet, um, maybe just a good notebook. I'm more of a notebook gal, but I know a lot of people like to use a spreadsheet letting you know Um, when the deadlines are, if you've submitted your application, what else you need to do, that kind of stuff. Another way to fund your child's um, post-high school education would be with a 529 college savings plan. Now that's a 529C college savings plan. That's how you can remember that. There's also something called the 529A which is an ABLE account. And that is meant only for students who have a disability. Um, As long as you can show that the disability began before age 22, you can have a 529A ABLE account. It acts pretty much just like a 529C college savings plan. Uh, You put the money in, Anybody can put the money in and it grows tax-free. And as long as you use the money for things that are allowed and in the ABLE account, it's not just for college. You can use it for um, housing and computers and transportation and um, tutoring and all kinds of different stuff. We have an entire webinar just on ABLE accounts, Um, but it's a great program, and if you have a student, whether or not they go to college, they can have an ABLE account because you don't have to use it only on college. I think that's a great, great thing uh, just in case to have that safety net there. Also, vocational rehab from the Texas Workforce Commission, they might provide some funding if the classes or the training or whatever it is, is in line with the goals that they established within the plan that they put together for your child. Um, Okay, so the next few pages are just lists of scholarship information that you can look at, you know, when you have time later on, But there are so many great scholarships out there. Uh, So we have listed here for you. um, First of all, if your child was adopted, they basically get to go to college for free. Um, So how you find out more about that is to go to the DFPS website, the Department for Family and Protective Services and uh, find out about that. Then there's a ton of scholarship searches listed here for you where they kind of aggregate all the information and put it together in a database. Um, The Terry Scholarship. This is a scholarship that is offered in all of 11 Texas public universities. They're listed here. You can apply for the Terry Scholarship and get a full ride to college, and we're talking room and board, you have to pay nothing. Um, they are looking for leadership, volunteerism, um, a good scholastic record and ability and financial need. They go through an interview process with the um, board of directors and some alumni. and. Really by showing that they have served the community and have a well-rounded personality um, is, is how you get ahead with this scholarship. So um, your the students receive ongoing support through the uh, Terry Foundation, alumni networking, of course, after school and service opportunities. Um, the owner of our company, Allison, you might know Allison Scoberg already. She, her daughter got one of these scholarships and you can apply for it at all 11 schools. I mean, send in the same application. I would just send it to all eleven schools. She got it at one of the schools, and then you can transfer to another one of the schools who get the um, who use this scholarship program. If you would like, so I see here. Are there exclusive sites about scholarships just for special needs students? Um, I don't think so. There are some scholarships that we're going to, well, for example, the, the one here for adopted children, the Terry scholarship is a great option. Um, but here, well, yes, there are, <laughs> sorry, next page. There you go. Autism living with autism scholarships. There's a deaf and hard of hearing scholarship an epilepsy scholarship, um, law and public policy, cystic fibrosis. So yes there are scholarships based on everything. So if you put in whatever your child's um, diagnosis is, I bet you can find a scholarship for that. Um, Even some of the um, the disabilities that are very, very rare, rare diagnoses, um, you, you just look those up and see if there's something out there for you. Can I get a special needs attorney to help me with this as well? You don't need a special needs attorney to help you um, look for college scholarships. That would be cost prohibitive. They probably don't do that. Also, yes, use your school counselors. That's what they are there for. That's part of their job. Is there a disability office in any college that you think did a really good job? And if so, which ones? I'll leave that up to the group if any of you know of any. Um, I personally don't. Allison might know of some, but it's really important that the college is the best fit for your family. You know, just because Allison liked the uh, disability office at one school, doesn't mean that that would even be the right school for your family. Um, So you need to take more into consideration than we could possibly uh, do for you. Um, So so again, all of these links will be clickable when you get this slide later on. There's a hemophilia, MS society, childhood cancer, asthma, diabetes, learning disabilities, um, cognitive disabilities, scholarships, Physical disabilities, if you have a student in a wheelchair, or an amputee, or um, anything like that, a knee walker scholarship, schizophrenia lily reintegration scholarship, so many options. Options for visually impaired students, the Blind Veterans Association, the National Federation of the Blind. If there is an organization for whatever your child has been diagnosed with, I would definitely check with them. Um, And then there's Disabled Person Inc. They have a scholarship search. uh, Epic Wheels Disability-Based Scholarship. um, The Google Lime Scholarship. Have you guys heard of the duct tape scholarship. There's one where um, if your student makes a prom outfit and out literally an outfit to wear to prom made out of duct tape, they can win a large scholarship from whoever it is that makes duct tape. Um, and then there's some good books that you might wanna consider if you're not sure, what school should I consider for my child? Um, Colleges That Change Lives is a good book to consider. It talks about smaller private schools that that really change can change your life. Um, My son, that's another thing that many people don't know is that sometimes people say, oh, we cannot afford a private college period. There's no way that's going to happen. So just look at the state schools. Well, that's not necessarily true because once you get that award letter and you see the scholarships that they're willing to give you, sometimes the scholarships that they offer at a private school are going to knock the price down so much that it's going to be equal to a state school. But the state school can't give out as many scholarships because there's so many students not everybody gets a scholarship. So it kind of balances out. Um, my son ended up going to a private school, which we never would have thought would be possible, but he um, he got enough scholarship money to make it just about the same as if he were gonna go to a and and he's less likely to get a scholarship at A&M because it's so competitive and there's so many kids. Um, you can also check out FISC, the FISC guide to colleges Um, to help you sort through your options and figure out what's going to be a good fit. Um, There's a page with a link to our upcoming webinars. This is going to take you to the events tab on our website, or you can just go to consolidatedplanninggroup.com and look at the events tab, and that will take you uh, to all of our upcoming webinars. Of course, you can also Check out the whole rest of our website, too. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> um, once you look at the webinars that we have on there, you're going to see a lot of these topics. And these are things that we talk about in our webinars and things that you should be thinking about and preparing for. Um, how do you develop a comprehensive special needs care plan? What are your future care costs going to going to look like? Um, We talk a lot about the Texas waiver programs and the lists for those. Are you on the list for a waiver? Um, SSI and SSDI. By the time your kid goes away to college or finishes with high school, they should have or should be just about ready to apply for SSI. If you don't know what that is or you have questions, you can let us know. ABLE accounts, we talk a lot about beneficiary designations, special needs trusts, how to fund them, how to get that set up. And one thing that you need to know, just a quick aside here about a special needs trust is that if child support is a thing in your life that you're dealing with, um, and the child support is going to go beyond age 18, it needs to be redirected to a first party special needs trust for your child. Um, Otherwise it will count as income and they could lose their SSI benefits. Um, If you think that a residential housing situation is going to be good for your child, you should start touring those early, um, several years before you think that you're going to be ready to make that transition. There could be a waiting list. We do have some residential housing webinars that we've done, some of them are kind of like speed dating where we quickly introduce the different um, residential options out there for you. Um, Guardianship, so if you're considering guardianship for your family or for your for your child, you should get that process started when they are within six months of turning 18. Now guardianship isn't for everybody. There's also things like uh, partial guardianship or guided, uh, supported decision-making. And don't forget about those power of attorneys that we talked about too. Um, Guardianship, supported decision-making, power of attorneys, those can all be set up through an attorney who specializes in um in these kind of topics you don't want to go to like a real estate attorney who is your next door neighbor who will do it for free because you're going to spend more money undoing a mistake than you would have spent just to get it done right the first time so um consult a professional who knows what they're doing uh we did talk about post high school Application sorry application. michelle can i just
0: interject um Elizabeth. the supported decision making agreement we can actually do at school oh um, and our again for any isd i'm not sure if there's anybody else who is with a different district but check with your district because the system that we use frontline updated it to where we can sign a supported decision making agreement because you only have to either have a um you know, either get it notarized or you have two witnesses sign it. Um, so that is something
1: that we're able to do at this. Good. Thank you, Abby. Um, yes. And we talked about talked already about waiting lists. So again, this is our team at Consolidated Planning Group. We are small, local, independent. We work all over Texas uh, because we do most of our meetings over Zoom. It's been extremely helpful. Uh, Now that everybody knows how to use Zoom, because we can consult with people in Houston or Dallas or San Antonio or El Paso or wherever we want to work. And they don't have to worry about traveling to us or hiring a babysitter or or anything like that. Um, When you call us, you know, it's just us. You're calling my cell phone or you're calling the office where the girls sit. We do have four girls who help with marketing and advertising things like that it's a collaborative team really um we all know who our clients are and and take a vested interest in making sure that you're taken care of we are members of the special needs planning academy and we are also national social security advisors so if you have questions if you want to talk to us about any of these things it's super easy to reach out to us. We always do a free initial consultation. Call it a consultation, call it an icebreaker chat, call it whatever you want, but it's free. Um, And you can sign up for that directly through that QR code. That will take you uh, straight to our calendar and you can just pick a day and time that works for you. If QR codes aren't your thing, you can call us The phone number is there or email us. Of course, it's a good idea also to follow us on Facebook. Um, We put all of our webinars as they're coming up. We put them there. We put helpful articles and tips. Um, And our YouTube channel there is where we keep all of our webinars. And uh, sooner or later, we're going to have that podcast up as well. Um, So check us out. Please reach out if you have any questions or if there's anything you need. Um, That is it for me, but if anybody has any questions, I'll kind of hang around for a couple last few minutes. I really appreciate you all being here with me today. Abby and Erica, thank you for hosting and for sharing um, this webinar with your groups so that they can come learn this information. And if anybody knows, You know, somebody who would be helped by this information, please feel free to share it. Uh, Tell people about us. We're here to help. Okay, so I don't see any other questions or anything coming through. So I guess I'll give you the last, what, seven, six minutes left. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. I know Christmas and the holidays are coming. So happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for being here. And if there's anything that you need, you can reach out to myself, Abby, Erica can also help you. You'll get an email later today with all of these um, slides and the recording. Okay, Okay. thanks Thanks, y'all. Advisory services offered through Triad Advisors, member FINRA and SIPC, Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated and Triad Advisors LLC are not affiliated. Advisory services offered through Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated. Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated is not affiliated with Triad Advisors.